Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined as always by Elisa Woods, and this is episode five. Whoa. I know, we're, we're at five already. <laughs> I thought you were going to say episode three, and I was going to be like, yeah, that's about right. If Elisa had her way, this entire episode would be a Brees Hall appreciation oh, pod. Oh, yep. We, uh, we've set up our shrine. No, and we haven't set it up. Jared yet. was supposed to get a lock of Brees's hair, but he didn't come through. So A lock of Brees's chest hair. <laughs> but he failed us, so <sighs> he's no longer our BFF of nope. the pod. I'm taking back my BFF necklace from him. That's right. So. He'll have to earn it back. Mm-hmm. But we will talk about Brees Hall and give him his much-deserved praise. Yes. And, but we're also going to cover a lot tonight. We're going to, of course, talk about the victory against Tech on Saturday. We're going to touch a little bit on men's and women's basketball local media days. And then Elisa and I both have, it's kind of a did you see episode. Yes. So kind of random, I guess, sports yeah. stories that caught our eye over the last couple yeah. of weeks. And then I, I may or may not have some not sports stories that are just going to like, what? I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, I have to tell a quick story before we get into it. Oh, delightful. It's something that happened at dinner tonight with my family. Okay. So a quick background, Corey, our four-year-old, has always loved the idea of Psy, but not Psy himself. Okay. We went to the Trolls movie they played at Jack, Jack Trice a few years ago, and she spent the entire movie looking for Psy, but as soon as Psy got within 50 yards of her, she was started physically shaking. Oh, no. But Nora, our two-year-old, gave Psy a high five at uh, before the game, the UNI game this year. So I thought, all right, at least one of my children isn't going to hate the mascot we love and care about so right. much. But tonight at dinner, we were telling the girls, hey, we're going to take you to Jack Trice on Saturday for homecoming. We'll celebrate Psy's birthday. And I asked Nora, do you think you'll give Psy a high five again? And she nodded. And so I thought, we're in a good place. I'm just yeah. going to push this a little bit. And I jokingly said, do you think you'll give Psy a kiss? And it triggered something in her. Oh, no. And she got this look of tear on her face and then just cried for 10 minutes oh, straight. Oh, no. Yes. And I couldn't get her to stop. And eventually, she we had to tell her that Sai was at his home, not our home. And until I took her to bed about 45 minutes ago, she just kept saying, no, Sai, no, Sai. Oh, so I've no. ruined it for both my children. Well, this is your fault. I'm hopeful they'll grow out of it. But I guess if they don't, <laughs> I'm just going to be really disappointed. <laughs> my daughter just has these little, like, like spongy size that my dad got her like three or four of them and none of them have arms and a couple of them don't have heads that's super creepy yeah (laughs) she just rips them off but she's not afraid of size so maybe that's the key yeah she's aggressive i guess yeah we'll see i'm hopeful that when saturday comes around nora will forget about this moment of panic and she's willing to give si a high five yes no mentions of kisses yeah i i took it too far (laughs) she knows si's a boy that's right we're teaching her right right that's that's what this is all about (laughs) so Brees hall do you just want to you know go for it Uh, i mean troy davis (laughs) 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 i literally wrote down in my notes troy davis Beavis and Butthead laugh. <laughs> and you, you performed. I'm yeah. impressed. Yep. 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 I mean, come on. He's he's doing great and he's awesome. And you should be honored that he's wearing your number. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Second consecutive uh, game with more than 100 yards rushing. Yep. yep. Second, Second consecutive week. week of Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Sorry, yep. I cut you off. Nope, that's fine. Last year he shared it. This this last year. Last, last week, week he shared it. This week I think it's just his. It's pretty cool. That's very cool. There was a stat uh, I saw on Twitter. It was Chris Andringa who pointed it out. Since 1971, only one Cyclone with a 50-plus f- uh, yard run and a 50-plus yard catch in the same game, and that's Brees Hall. So it's 
pretty neat that yeah. he's, you know, making a name for himself. Yeah. True freshman, I, baby. Yeah. And I feel like he's really showing his like true colors and he's starting to fill that gap that everybody was a little worried about when David Montgomery left and he, but he has this breakaway speed though. Like when he gets out into the middle, I mean, he can't be caught. And David Montgomery just didn't exactly have that same speed. He had that different breakaway. skills. Yeah. 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 I was watching highlights and it's it's amazing. It almost looks like it's in fast forward when he gets off on his breakaway and he's just in stride. Yes. So shout yeah. out to him. He's It's pretty exciting and hopefully he can uh, perform again this Saturday. Yes. Stay healthy, boo. That's right. Uh, Charlie Kohler also looked like a BA. Yeah. We have tight ends now. That's pretty great. My husband said, and I think this is right, he just looks like he belongs in the NFL. I yes. can't really describe it. He just moves yes. differently. Yes. So f- stay healthy for him. 100%. Too. Stay healthy, boo. <laughs> This is the this is a Halloween episode, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Greg Eisworth was back, and it was good to see him back. And he had a couple of monster layouts. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I just felt like the whole team was in beast mode. Yeah, it was pretty fun to see. Yeah, almost the whole team. <clears throat> mm, you want to talk about it? Nope. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Because my biggest takeaway from the game was that we missed a couple of kicks. That's not what Elisa was referring to, of course. And there was a couple of really, really garbage calls. And despite those two things, we won a Big 12 road game. And I feel like that is a huge departure from a couple of years past. There was one point where I tweeted, like, it would be really nice to have those seven points that he shanked off of his foot. But it's like, we didn't need it. Yeah, which which is is huge. Right. So we'll see. And, you know... Hopefully we don't have to face any adversity like that going forward, but it's nice to know that if we do, we are able to bounce back. And he was honestly, he was recruited as one of the best kickers. But it was two kickers, wasn't it? Jared, give us a, give us a nod. Yeah, it was both kickers. So, I mean, that's even worse. But the the thing is that though, that they have it and it was just like, it's a mental thing. Yeah. When you, when you're good enough to be in the college or to be in the NFL, like Chris even talks about this, that once they get to the Vikings, Vikings that they just (laughs) like great kickers go there to die. Right. And it's like, it's mental. It has to be. It's a very much like a sports psychology thing. And it's something that the coaches need to work on and they're going to work on. And I think they'll have it fixed by the time we win our bowl game. Let's hope so. Another person I want, well, another duo I want to give a shout out to was John Walters and Eric Heft. I had to go to a funeral on Saturday, so I missed a lot of the game. And I got to listen to pretty much the second half, the fourth quarter on my drive home. And it's been a long time since I listened to those guys call a game live, a football game live. And they're so wonderful. They are. They're just funny and charming and obviously incredibly knowledgeable. And we're just lucky to have them. And they're just like excited about yes, the game. Yes, they're homers. And I love yeah. it because they're saying how I feel, what I feel. Yeah. And they're not afraid to do it. So yeah. it was a beautiful fall day to drive back and listen to a football game. So I felt it was a nice warm and fuzzy moment. That's lovely. Yes, it was lovely. That's love. What's not lovely? Pass interference. Let's talk about it. First of all, first of all, hmm, I've literally never heard anybody call it P.I., but this whole weekend, all I saw anyone was saying, P.I., P.I. Does this bother you? Yeah, okay. it does. P.I. You don't Give like the abbreviations? Br- no. All right. Mm. I can talk in abbreviations. Mm is abbreviated no. No. <laughs> What about the pass interference? What about the PI? It was made just, you so mad. And it was the whole weekend. Yeah. And it was like, <clears throat> so the the obvious one, the push off, the, the um, yes, the, and it, it wasn't, it was just him juking the dude out with his sick moves, 
Isn't that what the kids say these days? <laughs> totally. <laughs> juking, juking that cat out with the sick moves. You sound so much younger. Thanks, you. Yeah. Yep. My husband's keeping me young. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like literally just, I mean, barely extended his arm. And that's one of those things that now the NFL is starting to say you can challenge that after, you know, the incident that we'll just call it. I'm a Saints fan. So the incident, we'll call it. Yep. But, and it was just like, it was one of those plays that was like, come on. It was so ticky tacky that it wasn't necessary. And thank goodness that it didn't matter in yeah. the end, right? Yeah, it didn't matter in the end. Just like the, the missed kicks. Thank goodness that it didn't matter in the end because two, three years ago, it would have mattered. Right. And it feels like we're always on the wrong end of those. Yes. You know, statistically, we're probably not, but it sure feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then we were watching the Baylor Oklahoma State game later. And there was another one that it was just like, wait, what? Like, do I not know what pass interference is anymore? Is it a new thing that now it's just these ticky tacky, barely touch, barely push off that's pass interference now. But then the then Sunday came around and we were watching we were actually watching um the Packers game and and what made it worse was that they kind of it was kind of a sloppy field too so those push-offs it was barely a push-off but the redirection would throw off the defense right and you know they'd slip in the mud and it was almost like they were selling it but they were just slipping and so it just made it kind of seem worse I will say though that the field was not as bad as the 49ers versus the Redskins that field was disgusting like Richard Sherman called it the mud bowl it was so (laughs) bad I saw some pictures from it and players were just like slip sliding just on their stomach which by the way would be a lot of fun not you know not ideal conditions for an NFL game but right right yeah but it's just like this this little push off is just subtle and it's just not really I don't think that it's really worth being called but it's really a judgment call so now in the NFL when the challenge flags are thrown so in in the Packers game John Gruden threw a challenge flag it was pretty early in the game and you could see uh, what he was mouthing, and it was, um, that is bull Bleep. hockey. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was naughty, naughty words. Um, but so he threw the challenge flag, which is now a challengeable call, and they came back and said, like, nope, it was pass interference, you know, and it was like, what are they going to say? Like they saw something. They're not going to go back and watch it again and say, oh, we were wrong. We didn't see something. They saw something. And so I just, I think that it's challengeable, but it's pointless to be challengeable now. So I don't know. That one just kind of bugged me the whole weekend. Um, And actually Kevin Clark, who writes for the ringer, uh, he was on Twitter and he said the NFL allowing replay for pass interference because of one historically incompetent call, which I mean, go watch the video. That's incompetent with a capital I. Whoa. Uh, Followed by the refs ignoring that and upholding every call and coaches not understanding that and still challenging is one of the funniest developments of the decade. But that's exactly what's happened. Right. Like they there was one insanely incompetent call. I mean, it was like he body checked the other player like this was during the Saints versus Rams NFC championship game. And it was a huge blown pass. And um, Robbie Coleman body checked, body checked Lewis. And like, as the ball's coming to him and everybody was like, whoa. And then it was like, where's the flag? 
And there was just there wasn't a flag. The NFL even fined him like twenty seven thousand dollars. Like they admitted, yeah, we were of, wrong. Co- of course that was pass interference. It was egregious pass interference. It was like I think they said it was helmet to helmet even. And so the the game went on. It went into overtime. Saints ends up ended up losing. I know no one within four hundred miles of here cares about the Saints. My dad cares, so I heard about it right, too. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, after we whooped on the Bears last night. Yeah, Ben broke out his brand new whiskey after, well, Ooh. not even after the game, like yeah. halfway yeah. through the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Yeah, rough. Mm. Sorry. Not sorry. I can tell. Yeah. Anyways, so like that's the reason why the NFL says now that you can challenge it. But I mean, coaches are challenging it and they're not, they're not overturning the calls because there's a little bit of push off there if you extend your arm a little bit. And it's clearly one of the more subjective calls yeah. in the NFL, so Absolutely. it is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, that was really... Is that your really... PI soapbox? Yeah. Your PI soapbox. Yeah, I was okay. grinding my gears this weekend. You know, we were just talking before we started recording tonight that um, it takes us a little, bit of, a little bit to switch from football mindset to basketball mindset. Mm-hmm. But in years past, it's been a little easier, typically because the football team isn't really relevant anymore. Yes. And that's not the case this year. So yeah. I think it's even taking a little bit longer. You know, the calendar switched, but here I am still completely football mindset. Mm-hmm. However, there were a couple of Big 12, or sorry, uh, women's basketball, men's basketball wi- media days to discuss. So do you want to start with men's or women's? Mm, let's start with women's. Okay. So the Big 12 preseason honors came out in the, the rankings, and Iowa State was picked to finish fourth. Our favorite Baylor Bears were picked to finish first. Mm-hmm. So there's I mean, that. Uh, why not? Kim Mulkey, you dear, dear friend of ours. Oh, gosh. Our center, Kristen Scott, named the preseason All-Big 12 team and guard Ashley Jones' uh, honorable mention. Uh, I don't know how much you followed last year, but Kristen Scott scored in double figures in 25 games, so she's obviously a huge key going forward. And Jones is a sophomore who started all of the games last year. And over the summer, she helped win the gold medal for the um, U19 World Cup. So Yes, I yeah. saw that. So there's, I mean, a lot to look forward to. Obviously, they have big shoes to step into with Bridget Carlton leaving. So, yes. yeah, we'll see what happens. But um Something that I found super interesting in the most classic Bill Fenley move ever from his media day conference. And Cyclone Fanatic picked up on this. They, he said he counted the practices last season and made note of how many times he thought the team didn't want to be there. And it was three out of 153. Oh, wow. And this year they've had six. Well, at the time, the media day presser, they'd had six practices and that he already had counted one where they didn't want to be there. Oh, wow. And I just thought it was this amazing friendly moment calling his team out publicly and saying, like, prove me wrong, yeah. which I'm sure they will. And I have all the faith in the world and coach Fenley to, you know, make this team mesh and work together. And yeah. so, but it, it was just very Fenley. Yes. And I wonder if that happened like after that practice, like he went home from that practice and he was like, Oh, I'm going to count up all these games, <laughs> right. you know, probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of coach, we have talked just roughly about doing kind of a feature on him in weeks yeah. to come. So if you have any coach friendly stories, slide into our DMS. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I actually went to school with his son. That's right. So maybe I'll hit him up and see if he has any good stories. There you go. And as hard as it is to get mentally into basketball season, I'm looking forward to taking the girls up to a bunch of women's basketball games this year. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Maybe we'll join you. I think that's a great that idea. That would be really fun. We just made a play date. I know. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking we should go to pumpkin patch. Let's do it. Unrelated. Yeah. Well, kind of related. It's fall discussions. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? I mean, this, no, yeah. this is completely unrelated and we probably should have talked about this off. But I tie all of that in my mind to the fall, okay. the start of basketball, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving, pumpkin patches. It's all in the same category. Yeah. We'll so just lay off ball. me. We'll bring us a ball and toss it around. Men's best, uh, Ben's basketball media day. I also need to stop for a second. I need to give a shout out to coach Prome because the cycle at the cyclonic tip off party last week, he was there with his family, his three children. They have a six-month-old baby, and he was dad first, coach second. Mm-hmm. And it's just neat to see, and I'm not suggesting I had any other idea in my mind. I always assumed he was a family guy, but it's different when you see it in action. And we've talked about this on this podcast several times. It's easy to think of these players as players, not as humans, and the same goes for coaches. So yeah. it was just really cool to see him in a human element. Yeah, I actually saw him during the off season. I want to say, I think it was last summer, 4th of July parade. My parents live in Ames, so I brought Rosa up to Ames to watch the parade and stuff. And he was like across the street from us. And I was like, that disheveled man looks like, <laughs> oh, it's Coach Prom with That's a right. beard. Right. Yeah, and I I told Chris this, you know, if you didn't know that he was our men's basketball coach, if you didn't know what he looked like, you'd just assume that he was there with his family yeah. enjoying the evening with the rest of the Cyclone fans. So it was cool it. to see. Yeah. But the Cyclones are finished or picked to finish seventh in the Big Twelve and Coach Prom didn't seem to really care one way or another about no. that. I mean, those are all kind of take them or leave them polls anyway. True. Big 12 and Coach Prom are both high on Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, same uh, type of situations. The women's basketball team, we have a lot of scoring to replace. So we'll see what happens with Halliburton, if he can, you know, help replace some of that, I guess. And I'm super excited for Mike Jacobson. He (laughs) catapulted to one of my favorite players at the end of last season because I just felt like he was balls to the wall at the Big 12 tournament. Oh, yeah. On a team where not everybody was necessarily I don't know, giving that type of attitude. Say you know? it, girl. Just yeah. say it. Lay it out there. <laughs> but you mentioned that the first part of basketball season is hard for you because you miss last year's players. Yes. That's not, that's typically the case with me too. I don't think that's going to be the case no. this year. Yeah. Nope. I, I, yeah, I am excited for this year. And actually I was looking at, um, if you want to see a happy person, go look at Tyrese Halliburton. That's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, sure. seriously, yeah. just look at the guy and he exudes this I joy. Oh, just like go to the Iowa state cyclones website and look at his picture on the roster and he just looks like a joy. I just think it maybe he's got a little bit of George Yang in him in the sense that he understands what it means to play for Iowa State yes. in a small community and the relationship is there. So I'm excited for it. I you know, I don't know what to expect. There's like I said a lot of scoring to replace, but I think it could be an exciting year, kind of unknown expectations and maybe they can end up surprising us. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll touch on some of our non-cyclone-related uh, stories of the last couple of weeks. All right, so we have all of our cyclone stories done, and we're going to talk about some non-cyclone-related stuff. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Uh, Kate Upton's husband is going to be in the world. <laughs> I can't even get through it. <laughs> I love you so much. Kate Upton's husband is going to be playing in the World Series. Kate Upton has a husband? Yeah. What does he play? Oh, um, <laughs> sports ball? That's right. <laughs> That was amazing. I hope people understand that joke. If they if they don't, they maybe shouldn't be listening right, to us in the right. first place. Yeah. So Justin Verlander, pitcher for the Astros, won the American League Championship over. Oh, this is awkward. 
<clears throat> over the Yankees. <clears throat> okay, but Sorry, I need to Steph. make this really clear. Make it clear. I grew up a Yankees fan, but in years past, I would say since 2014, I well, no, earlier than that. Since I married my husband, I've become a Cubs fan. So I appreciate the jab, but it doesn't hit. So. Okay. Well, I mean, since October 20th, I'm an Astros fan. So fair uh, enough. Jump right on that bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. Because of I, Kate Upton. Of course. Whose husband happens to be playing in the World <laughs> Series. That was great. Um, I have some other Major League Baseball stories for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. to me. I'm sure if, you, if you're on Twitter the last 24 or 36 hours, you saw we um, lost an Iowa native who happened to be an MLB yes. umpire, Eric Cooper. He was a Hoover High graduate, Iowa State graduate. He died over the weekend at age 52, which is too young, of course. Way too and young. He just completed umping. Uh, he had a second base assignment in the ALDS, so the Yankees and Twins series. And... I read up on him on, from the Des Moines Register, and according to the Register, he had a 21-year career in the MLB. Obviously, years uh, before that was in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. He was behind the plate for three no-hitters, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. and that's tied for most among uh, active MLB umpires. And he umped in the 2014 World Series and lots of other postseason series. And uh, so, you know, obviously a big loss for the MLB community. And based on everything I've read, it sounds like he was incredibly well-respected yes. and well-liked. So that's a big loss. Yeah. Um, last, well, I guess it was about two weeks ago. I read a pretty interesting article on the baseball prospectus website. It was written by a guy named Robert Arthur. And a couple of years ago, Arthur developed a method to measure the air resistance of baseballs using data from the MLB pitch tracking system. I'm already asleep. Okay. Well, this gets wild. (laughs) I'm not going to pretend to understand his equation at all. There's a reason I went to law school and not anything math related, but both he and a group of independent scientists put together some data that basically acknowledged the baseball that was used in 2017, 2018 was different than the baseball used pre 2014. Okay. Okay. So hang with me here. Based on this equation, he at the beginning of this 2019 season, he predicted that the baseball used in 2019 would have some of the least air resistance, which would result in some of the most home runs ever. Okay. Yeah. And he was right until the division series. Okay. At that time, the baseball drag spiked to a high it hadn't seen in 2016 and which meant less home runs and he used a method um, using exit velocity of the baseball the launch angle of the you know coming off the bat and the baseball the effect of the park that they were in and he compared the statistics from the 2019 regular season against those from the ALDS based on his analysis there should have been 24 more home runs by the end of the ALDS than the 43 that were actually hit so it's Whoa. a 50% differential so that's actually pretty significant yeah and based on all of this nerdy stuff he concluded that the baseball used in the playoffs is different than that used in the regular season Ooh. i don't know if i believe it what did the mlb say nothing yet oh. i mean this just came out like last week or a week and a half ago Obviously, there's a lot of variables. You have October baseball versus July baseball. Yeah. So the air quality is different, the you know, humidity, all of that stuff. And then you're also facing a higher level of pitching that you're not you're not necessarily right. facing that. I just think it's interesting though, because he's not the first to say this. He won't be the last to say this. And I'm curious what happens if he compares all of the data after the after each series and the World Series and it still, you know, matches his hypothesis. Because if it does, then you have a baseball or teams that are expecting a certain amount of run, um, you know, creation off of home runs. And suddenly that drops off significantly in the playoffs. And that changes your the way you're going to prepare for the games and the 
I don't know, the scoring is way off. Yeah. As a fan, as a player, I'm sure that's incredibly frustrating. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I was just looking up who makes the baseballs. I thought it was Wilson, but it's Rawlings. And they and the MLB now owns Rawlings, I think, which is yes. also interesting. Yes. Conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You, know you heard it here first, actually, except you didn't. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I think that I actually heard this uh, maybe on Fanatics, like at the beginning of the season. Oh, but, right. I heard that too. Um, <laughs> I know nobody who listens to this <laughs> listens to that show. Yeah, that's right. It's just interesting because the MLB, yeah. and I guess another question I have is why, you know, what's the intention of changing the baseball? What's the purpose of it? But the MLB is always constantly trying to evolve and um, typically to make games shorter. And I'm curious if they think less home runs makes the game shorter. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. That was my nerd two minutes. Thank you for listening. All right. Yep. No problem. Let's move on to Harrison Barnes. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) There was some arguing on Twitter. And honestly, I think that it was just the Hawk trolls like trolling there I is no such thing as oh, a hawk troll Lisa. Give me a break i had one and i had to block him anyways um harrison barnes is just a good guy he's always been a good guy he went to my alma mater iowa state um no i mean ames high <laughs> i'm like where did i go to high school ames high did not go to that iowa one, state that one hurt that was wishful thinking yeah um <laughs> That was a for a split second. I was like, "What the hell are you talking no. about?" <laughs> Ames High, you know, the time Your first that I alma can't mater. remember. Right. Uh, anyways, long after I went there, he he also went there. Um, but I I I don't know why people dislike him. However, my husband does dislike him. Really, and I will tell you why. Because Harrison Barnes once hit a game winner over his friend in high school. Okay. Okay. But he doesn't hold on to grudges or anything, does he? Oh, no, all of the grudges. (laughs) Um, So that led to me mockingly naming my giant teddy bear Harrison Barnes. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you have a giant teddy bear? Wait, you don't have a giant teddy bear? Jared does, I'm sure. Literally, like... Jared is our giant teddy bear. (laughs) Jared. Well, Jared. (laughs) Uh, Group hug? He's just shaking his head. It's fine. Anyways, uh, he is actually paying for a funeral of a woman who was shot by a police officer in her home. And I don't want to get into politics here. If if you want to get into politics... Slide into her DMs, maybe. No, meet me outside. Right. Um, Catch me outside. Uh, but I love Harrison Barnes and I think he's awesome and I just think he's great. Yeah. I mean, the stuff is anytime an athlete does this, I'm always touched because they don't have to do it, but yeah. they do it anyway because yeah. they can. And that's, I mean, if I had gazillions of dollars and was incredibly skilled at a sport, I would hope that I'd yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. And people say like, I was seeing people on Twitter saying like, well, he never comes back to his hometown. Like he always comes back to his hometown, but he does it quietly. He doesn't parade himself around aims he doesn't you know throw it in everybody's faces he's not on twitter screaming about that he's you know back in aims giving back to the community he just kind of quietly does it i have a question that is potentially a really terrible question to ask so if you don't want to answer it just i don't know shake violently and i'll move on so why were people accusing him of doing or of not liking him or what was it? So what I were the Hawk Trolls doing? <laughs> the Hawk Trolls were obviously trying to get at Iowa State people saying because he didn't go to Iowa State. So he had this huge press conference oh, and he invited no, like the yeah, Iowa State Yeah, I get band that. Well, who cares? Everything. 
hawk trolls care, Steph. Yeah, well, that's hawk trolls think that Iowa State people and some Iowa State people do care. And I guess that I can't separate myself because I also went to Ames High, which is where he went. Listen, I am disappointed Harrison Barnes didn't go to Iowa State, but I don't, I mean, he's doing good things, right. so it's done. Right. Yeah. And if he didn't go to Iowa State, then, and, and you didn't go to Ames High, then it really doesn't have anything to do with you. And so your opinion is like, mm. <laughs> pardon me. <what> yeah. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, that's what it was. <laughs> All right, you did Harrison Barnes. I'm doing Simone Biles, okay? Yes, love her. All right, I love her too. So earlier this month uh, in Germany, Germany held the 2019 Gymnastics World Championships. Simone landed two new skills that will that are set to be named after her. I was just going to say, named after yes. her. So she did a double-double dismount on the beam and a triple-double pass on the floor, okay? So she already has two that are named after her, and these are two more. So she's going to have four total. But before the competition even started, there was controversy because the International Gymnastics Foundation announced that they wouldn't be scoring the two new skills as high as experts thought. So experts thought we're gonna, that it should be credited with an I or J, they do it on, on an alphabet scale, and they were going to give her beam um, the dismounted H. And the reason was that they didn't want to reward what they called a, quote, safety risk, unquote, for other gymnasts. And they essentially don't want other gymnasts to try it because there's a risk of injury. And my problem with that is you're essentially giving a ceiling to and punishing the greatest of all time. And I just think yes. that's ridiculous. No, I agree. And Dominique Dawes, the, one of the magnificent seven, mm. who I completely love and adore, uh, said people won't be taking that risk because they're not capable of doing it. Only Simone Biles is. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with her more. I just think like gymnastics isn't going to go anywhere if you don't let the best do their best. That's exactly right. And props to Simone. She said she was pissed off. I mean, she used those yeah, words. Good. And she said, because it's me, it's so unfair because I'm in a league of my own. Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't credit me for what I'm doing. Right. And again, couldn't agree with her more. No, yeah, I completely agree with her. And I, I watched a, a little bit of it, and I think that she downgraded her beam at the very end, and she also, like, just, like, stepped out once when she was doing her uh, floor routine, and Doesn't literally, matter. no, no one said anything. Right. They were just like, oh, she just uh, is doing great. Right. And she, I, you know, that brings me to another point about her because she's not shy about acknowledging her greatness. Yeah. And she typically does it in a way that's not, you know, in your face or anything like that. But she says, I'm good and let's just yeah. talk about it. She told the USA, USA Today, it's important to teach our female youth that it's okay to say, yes, I'm good at this. And you don't hold back. You only see the men doing it and they're praised for it. And the women are looked down upon it. So mm -hmm. preach. Yep. Preach hands. I just think that women in general are expected to be more humble than men. Right. And why? Especially with her. I mean, even with the downgrading of the, the, um, skill, she ended up winning the world title and that left her with 25 world medals, which, which is two more than anyone in history. Yeah. And she's only going to keep going. Yeah. So Shout out to Simone. You're amazing. I know. Yeah. They, sh they did mention like, oh, you've said this might be your last Worlds. And she was like, mm, yeah, maybe. And I think good for her. You know, she she's entitled to do whatever yeah. the hell she wants at this yeah, point. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, I love her too. Well, I don't have any more sports stories. I just have some WTF All right, I'm out of sports stories, stories too, so let's hear your WTF right, stories. So <laughs> these have nothing to do with sports. A woman in Ohio found another woman in her house about to bathe her two-year-old. <gasps> So this woman told the news station that she woke up Wednesday morning to the sound of a dog barking in her home. She doesn't have a dog. So she gets up and walks to the door 
And the way her house is set up, she can look down the hall and she sees a female lady bent over the tub with my two-year-old in the tub. So it wasn't the stranger's two-year-old. It was the oh. homeowner's two-year-old. Yes. That is my worst. Oh my, my gosh. Worst I have, I have goosebumps. And so the lady says she fought the woman off and her boyfriend held the woman in place until the police arrived. And the woman's mother told the news station, her daughter had good intentions and her heart was in the right place. No. Have you seen Mindhunter? Because that seems like a scene out of Mindhunter. No. I can't. I would, I I, why it. did you talk about this? I hate <laughs> you right now. I will say the woman came in an open door, unlocked oh, door. Oh, good. So, yeah. Well, she was, I mean, she was being welcomed in at that point. Right, right. That's just like wearing a short skirt, right? <laughs> You're asking for it. So uh, that happened. And then another story, a woman gives birth hours after learning she was pregnant. I never believe these and stories. And to her, I say, screw you. You yeah. had no idea. You didn't have any heartburn. You weren't praying to the porcelain gods. Really? Your ankles weren't swollen. Nothing else was happening to you. Also, where is your belly? Right. You don't just get nine months pregnant right. and that. You don't. <laughs> I mean, we all gain weight occasionally, but it doesn't just go straight out into a you know, giant basketball that there's an explanation for that. It's called a baby. Yes. To this lady, I say, come here so I can slap you. Um, and then my last story, these are all mom stories. I should have prefaced that. Yeah. It's too late. Funny. Um, so this mom thought that there was a ghost in the crib with her baby. I saw this. So you can see if you look this up, you can see the pictures from the night cam setting of the monitor that's right above. And it looks like the face of a baby right cuddled up with her baby and it's creepy until you realize that it's literally a sticker that her husband never took off on the, the mattress. mattress underneath the sheet i saw i saw the side-by-side -side photos and i showed ben the first one i was like isn't this so weird yeah. and i showed him the second one i was like look it's a dad yeah. who forgot to take off the sticker <laughs> i mean she probably could have taken the sticker off too but um fair but also my favorite part of that story is she went in there in the middle yeah. of the night with a flashlight yeah. trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah, like ghosts would stay there when there was a flashlight. Hey man, we don't know. Everybody knows that ghosts run away when there's <laughs> flashlights. Is that, have you ever watched Ghost Adventures? No. That's not what happens. You need to watch. Oh, okay. It's a Friday night staple at the Copley House. <laughs> is that where they just walk around and are trying to find the wavelengths? You're damn right it is. Okay, well, have they ever found a ghost? Oh, yeah. Give me a break. I'm not kidding. Watch it. Don't knock it till you try it, Elisa. <laughs> Never. All right, do you have any other stories to haunt me, or are we done now? <laughs> I don't have any. Just keep an eye out for somebody trying to bathe your two-year-old. Yeah, don't leave your door open, <laughs> otherwise you'll be asking for a stranger right. to bathe your family. No kidding. All right, well, thanks for that. I'm going to have nightmares now. No problem. I'm going to go kiss my two-year-old when I get home and tell her that Sai is not here. <laughs> Maybe Sai's going to come over and bathe your two-year-old. <laughs> We're going to, I'll report back and let everybody know how Saturday goes and see if Nora actually gave Sai a high five. Please I'd say do. the odds are not good at this point, <laughs> but you never know. Two-year-olds are easily distracted, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, probably doing a feature on Coach Fenley. So let us know what you got out there and otherwise go Cyclones. Yeah, go state.